Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to A Lens into Medicine, a platform and community where future medical professionals are encouraged to join to learn more about what the future holds for them. I'm your host, Parth. This podcast will be a place where we talk about what really happens in medicine, including the healthcare education leading up. We'll bring on current university students, residents, and healthcare professionals to learn more about their experiences along the journey. Surrounded by the internet in this day and age, people only seem to highlight their wins and successes. As a result, I wish to bring transparency and reveal the raw details that lie along the way. I can't wait to meet you and I'm excited for what the future holds for us. Hello everyone. Welcome back to A Lens into Medicine, where today we'll be talking about money and finances in medicine, as well as what you can expect going into it. Today, our guest is Dr. Roberts. So thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today, doctor. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, do you want to introduce yourself really quickly? Sure. My name is Annette Roberts. I'm currently a first year fellow in pediatric gastroenterology at Duke. I'm originally from Florida. I went to the University of Florida for undergrad, and I went to St. George's University in Grenada, so in the Caribbean, for medical school. And I finished my pediatric residency at Nicholas Children's Hospital in Miami, Florida. And then on a personal note, I'm married. I'm a proud dog mom of a mini golden doodle. My husband's a CPA, so he has definitely helped me understand the financial aspects of my medical journey. And I'm a now first time homeowner. Uh, so we just purchased our home in the past year in North Carolina and graduating medical school, starting residency, getting married and purchasing our first home has really um, forced me to think about my finances and think back about what I could have done differently and uh, the importance of just managing money in general uh, through your medical career. So thanks for having me. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, how is how is fellowship going? It's been great. Definitely challenging. Uh, I did not realize how challenging I kept hearing from everyone that fellowship is a very challenging time. And so it kind of made me think about intern year again. Uh, so it's definitely interesting going back uh, or like relearning everything and learning a actual specialty um, pediatric gastroenterology, but it's been wonderful, great learning opportunities. And I'm really growing as a physician this year. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So uh, let's jump right in. So I always ask everyone who I get on the podcast, you know, why did you choose this uh, specific career path and what was your inspiration? Yeah, so this is a really tricky question because I it's been so many years that I almost don't even remember what was my initial inspiration. Um, I In high school, I volunteered at a children's hospital and I was a part of the medical explorers program at that same hospital. So I think that kind of fueled my interest in the beginning. And then I committed myself to pre-med. I worked through my pre-med classes and made it to medical school. I went to a Caribbean medical school. I actually did a dual degree program there. So I got my master's in public health um, while studying medicine, which was really neat. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do in medicine and uh, starting medical school. I just knew I wanted to be a doctor. And in my rotations, that's when I discovered pediatrics. I really loved working with kids. Uh, thought that they were really fun and everyone around me also just loved their jobs and 
genuinely cared about their patients. So that really inspired me. And I thought that pediatric pathology is really interesting as well. And so when I got into residency for pediatrics, I kind of had to figure out, do I want to do gen peds? Do I want to specialize? And that's when I kind of discovered pediatric GI and uh, fell in love with that field. I loved the GI pathologies and I really liked that you could not only practice clinical medicine, but also have the procedural aspect, uh, which is scoping and doing um, endoscopies, colonoscopies, and other um, GI-related procedures. And so that's kind of what got me here. But when I was in high school, I just knew I wanted to be a doctor. I didn't know really much more than that. Um, so my journey kind of let brought me to the different um, specialties along the way. So was there a reason that you decided to do your medical school in the in the Caribbean? Um, so there was a reason and I applied broadly. My MCAT score wasn't the greatest and I had to make the decision. Was I going to retake the MCAT score and reapply or was I going to just go and um, go to the Caribbean and learn medicine in the Caribbean? And because they offered me the MPH degree at the same time, I thought that was a great opportunity. I didn't want to waste a year and I decided to go for it. And I don't regret that decision one bit. I really grew as an individual living in the Caribbean and practicing and learning medicine there. Um, I think that you could have a whole another podcast on going to Caribbean med school because it's definitely not for everyone. Um, and so that would be a great additional episode to do. But um, yeah, that got me there and I don't regret it. There was definitely a more of a financial burden that I see now that I didn't see before. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that because um, I've already done two episodes on both dual degrees and international medical graduate programs. So it's like, you know, it's like super cool seeing that you went through both things. And then, you know, we're talking about Obviously, everyone has a different journey, and so everyone is going to have a different financial aspect to it. But, you know, it's very interesting to see, you know, your um, journey and how you kind of handled it. So, you know, talking about that, how much um, does tuition for medical school range from? You know, what is the spectrum? So it's a wide spectrum, and there's a lot of different variables that affect the cost of the uh, medical school. So let's in if you're in state it's going to be cheaper than if you're out of state if you go to a public medical school it's going to be cheaper than a private medical school um but the range varies from about 200,000 to 240,000 roughly um give or take and that's for all like all four years right all four years and that's also without interest so that's kind of the caveat there yeah uh, the average yearly cost per year for just an, as an average, speaking averages is uh, 55,000 around there uh, for the total cost. So that includes the tuition and cost of living um, that you uh, need. And the caveat here is that you end up paying more if you take out loans because you have to pay interest. So the average physician ultimately ends up paying between 365,000 and 440,000 and wow. sometimes even more. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'd imagine then when someone is choosing between two medical schools, cost is probably a, a very important, if not the number one factor to take into account. 
Yes, but the thing is, loans. there is an option for private loans, uh, but in general, because of the large sum uh, and the fact that many of the people who go through medical school may have not had jobs before, federal loans are usually the way to go. And when you, after medical school, you have different refinancing, uh, different options for paying back those loans too, which we can go into. So when you decide to take out loans, you have to figure out the cost of your tuition and then how much you're going to need to um, take out to live uh, based on where you're located. So if you're in a big city, you may have to take out more because rent is going to be more expensive. And there's a lot of students who need to take out loans to pay for their cost, their rent as well. And that's what we call total cost of living. But then there's also other expenses that you have to consider. Um, there's application fees for residency when you're already in med school. There's application fees to get into medical school. So that's before even taking out a loan. There's travel costs. So once you're in med school, if you're in a medical school that's halfway across the country, you're going to have to buy plane tickets to get there. Yep. When I went to medical school in Grenada, I had to pay for an international flight. So my round trip tickets were sometimes over $700 for a round trip flight. Then there's board fees and the board fees are extremely expensive. So step one and step two are around $660 per exam for an, for a U.S. Um, medical student. For IMGs, it's even more. There's additional fees you have to pay. It could be close to $1,000. And then for DO students, they have to take Comlex, which are similar in cost. And then sometimes they may take step one, both the step and the Comlex exams. So then you're doubling those numbers, essentially. Step three is even more, 915. You go, and then if you, after you graduate medical school, you start preparing, um, after you, sorry, graduate residency, you'll have to take your board exams. So my pediatric board exam was over $2,000. And that's not even including the prep that you have to take for step one. So most people will purchase some kind of step prep to help them mm. during their studies for okay. step one. Um, now it seems it's probably gonna be more step two, but for any of their step exams, they may need um, board prep. And that's could be a couple of thousand dollars on top of that. So- and then. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And then if you ha are an IMG or you went to medical, uh, even if you're a U.S. citizen, you went to um, a medical school in the Caribbean or an, an, any other um, international school, you have to pay an ECFMG certificate fee, uh, certification fee, which is $160. And then if you're an FMG, so a foreign medical grad, non-U.S. citizen, you have to apply for J-1 visas sponsorships and those can be several hundred dollars as well yeah that's that's kind of absurd you know like a lot of people just think about yeah it's just you know you have to pay for the loans and then just to school like the school itself but they don't really understand how many little expenses that add up to a lot and how many of those you know you have to eventually pay so you know how should someone deal with any you know pending Maybe even maybe even pending undergrad loans plus medical school loans and the you know little expenses with a resident salary. Absolutely, that's a great question, and those are things that I'm so happy we're talking about because 
a lot of people don't consider those things when they're applying. I remember when I was going through, uh, I was my fam. No, no one in my family had gone to medical school and they were telling me, oh, don't worry, the doctor, doctors pay off their loans. So that shouldn't, don't worry about it. And I mean, even though that can be true, it's not the right mentality to have. So you want to approach medical school strategically. You want to know what options you have and you want to choose the less expensive route if it's, if it's a possibility for you. Yeah. And I think that mentality is kind of like, sure you can eventually pay one day but you know at that point the sum is so much larger than you would if you had you know like i just said like plan it out strategically because you know obviously interest rates add on a lot to your um how much you have to pay as we went over earlier so i think that planning it out always is the better option so speaking exactly. speaking of expenses and all that stuff are scholarships for medical school worth it you know how competitive are they and what is needed for them so I never actually pursued scholarships. I know they're out there. They're a couple thousand dollars and a lot of them take, you would need an application. You kind of apply for them and you can apply to get the scholarships and it'll give you a couple thousand dollars. And I think I remember not doing it because I was thinking, oh, all this effort, there's probably so many people applying. Will I even get it? And it's only 5,000. It's just another drop in the bucket. But $5,000 is a lot of money and that can pay for your all your board exams. So I think it's worth looking into scholarships. If if you can find them, apply to them. Also, some medical schools do offer scholarships. Even if it's a little bit, it goes a long way. So really take into consideration if you're one a person who has a lot of options for medical school and I understand that most a lot of people don't have multiple medical schools that they get into but if you are lucky and you have the the um, ability to decide based on location go for the in-state school if you can um, take those different tuition costs into consideration so are, are there alternative ways to pay other than like just loans and um, working from a job there are alternatives. So if you have a family member who can help you, even if your parents can help you pay for rent, I understand that most people can't have help from their parents. I didn't have any help from my parents and it's fine. You'll get through it. But if any help on the way is is useful, your best option is to to take out loans. And there's something that's really great in place, and that's called public student loan forgiveness. And that's a 10 years federal loan forgiveness program where if you work 10 years in a non-for-profit uh, institution and residency and fellowship counts toward the, towards this, after 10 years, they'll pay off your loans essentially for you. Okay. And, and I've heard of multiple people who have had their loans paid off. So it is definitely something that is out there and a possibility. Yeah, thank you so much for, oh, sorry about that, but uh, yeah. thank you so much for talking about that. That can honestly, like, I'm sure that can be a lifesaver for many people. And I just, I don't think that a lot of people have access to that, you know, information about these programs and such things. So thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. So but my oh, big advice, I'm oh, sorry. My big advice is that once you're done with school, after you finish medical school, hire 
a loan consultant. They will help you through this. And I am married to a CPA and I still hired a loan consultant. So that just to organize those loans to really see what that um, sum is to determine if it's better for you to consolidate and do these federal programs. There's also repay and pay as an option or to refinance through a private sector. Those are all options and it's different for everyone. Everyone has a different um, financial burden and different ability to pay for their loans. And so that is my absolute advice. Definitely consider getting a loan consultant once you graduate. So, you know, obviously the amount of money that people are dealing with is like, like unfathomable amount sometimes. So is, is planning for the future and investing really like a practical thing to think about for someone in medical school or going through that journey? Um, and if so, how can someone organize money for it? That's a tricky question. It, it is practical. And, but also I would say, try not to overwhelm yourself by it. I think the big thing is really focus on why you wanna go into medicine and make sure that it's truly the career path that you wanna take and know that there are a lot of sacrifices you have to make to get there, including financial sacrifices. Um, and once you've made that decision, really work, do what you can that's in your power at currently to be smart about money. So when you're in med school, spend wisely, try to find a place that's maybe a little, like uh, maybe less of a luxury apartment and a place that's still in a safe location and still a reasonable place to live, but is maybe a hundred dollars less. So you want to still be safe. You want to still have uh, live um, comfortably, but they're maybe not spent for the luxury or when you go out with friends, just be mindful of what you're spending and try to save money if you can and try to think forward, see if maybe I don't have to take as much money from my loans um, next year. Um, so things like that to consider, but I wouldn't try to let it overwhelm you. Just know that it can be overwhelming. It's a lot of money. There are ways out of it. There's ways, not ways out of it, but ways to approach it and um, get through and eventually pay it off. So um, how can someone pay for, you know, I guess a life while in school? You know, what is the key to budgeting? You know, as you said, going out with friends and making money for rent for, I don't know, um, just little things like going to the grocery store. How can you budget for all of this? That's a great question. So everyone is different. So you have to kind of think about, think to yourself, what is important to you and what am I going to spend my money on? That's going to truly bring me happiness and really have that balance where you're not spending too much, but you're also enjoying your life because you're investing a lot of your time in your career. If you go into medicine and if you wait until you have an attending salary before you like live your life or travel, that's, it's that's sad, you know, you want to still go out and experience life and live up your tw 20s and early 30s. So it's all about balance. And you should create a budget that works for you and, and budget according accordingly so that you can still enjoy the things that are important to you.
Is it is it manageable for someone to work a job while in med school? It is, and I've I've actually done it. So it depends what the job is. I probably wouldn't do a a, a job that has a rigid schedule where you have to be there. But I did tutoring throughout uh, med in not throughout medical school, but in my last two years of medical school, I tutored and I tutored throughout residency, and I still am uh, working as a tutor occasionally even in fellowship so there are options out there but at the same time your priority should be to do well in school and do well on your boards and if you can manage to do that and you still find time to spare to have a job like tutoring and it brings you joy then absolutely you should you should pursue that yeah that's that's very helpful because you know um, people get caught up in in doing medical school itself and then you know, finding a part-time job like that can help, definitely help um, ease the stress and ease the load someone may have, as I'm sure it did for you. So, um, you know, the final question that I ask everyone uh, that comes on my podcast, um, if you had one piece of advice that you could get uh, give to people who want to get to med school and do what you are about to do one day, what would you tell them? So I kind of, I think, mentioned it a little bit already, but I'll just reiterate that I really think that if you're interested in medicine and you truly want to be a doctor, then you should do it. But be honest with yourself. Know that you want to go into medicine because and know that you want to be a doctor because there's other fields to consider in medicine and other fields that are great in medicine that don't require the same kind of dedication. But if you truly want to be a doctor and that's your passion you should do it and don't let people stop you but know that it is a financial commitment it's a time commitment and it's an emotional commitment and takes a lot of time and a lot of dedication and a lot of effort and for many people it will be worth it um, just know that that's something that you truly want to do before you jump into yeah thank you so much for that and you know for the listeners, if you have made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Um, I would really appreciate if you all could leave a review and rating. Also, if you're on Instagram, make sure to follow me at a lens into medicine. And to make sure you don't miss out, um, you know, follow whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to learn more about me or learn more about um, my brand and my project, head to the website, uh, a lens into medicine.com. Also, please follow Dr. Roberts on Instagram at Annette Roberts underscore MD. Um, she was a great um, podcast interviewee. Um, and Dr. Roberts, do you have anything you want to say to listeners? Good luck with your journeys and enjoy it. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And I'll see you all next time. Bye.